Hey, let's give it up one more time for our kids. So encouraging. Uh, you know, so many people's faith journey just begins uh, at a very young age, and I think there's a lot of statistics that show that people who are going to choose Jesus will often choose him before they're even 12 years old. And, uh, and it just starts with people investing in them. So I want to take just a second to thank all of you who are children's workers. You're the teachers. You're the ones changing diapers back there. You're the ones cleaning up stuff off the ground, feeding people goldfish and Cheerios. Can we just give it up for those guys? You're the real, you're the real heroes. Uh, and I just want to take a second to just kind of, uh, just, just share a little bit this morning to, to send us off with before we get into some snacks and some, a couple more songs and some things like that. Let's get into this morning's teaching. Be very brief. You need to know that you can bring the joy of God into someone else's life. Did you hear me? You can bring the joy of God into someone else's life. And that might, might seem counterintuitive. Like, shouldn't he be injecting his joy into people's life? Like, what, why is that my job? Of all the gifts that you could give away this Christmas, and I'm guessing a lot of you probably still need to do some shopping, and you're like, I don't know what gifts I'm going to give away yet. Uh, let me propose there may be no greater gift that you could ever give than to help somebody understand the joy of God in their life. And we can dive into all kinds of deep questions, and we can get stuck into a spiraling cesspool of philosophy and crazy, you know, open-ended, uh, you know, debate with people. But at the very core of things, we have a soul, and we have to reckon with that. We have a God who loves us, and knowing that and serving Him can bring us joy. You can bring the joy of God into someone else's life. Let me take just a minute to unpack that thought. Uh, this past Tuesday was a work day at our new building, and uh, so every Tuesday there's a group of rock stars who come out from 8 to noon, and we just get it done, right? I see John right here. I see some others of you out there. I mean, we're out there. We're just getting it done. And, uh, but by noon, like it's about a half day because we're all just volunteering. We've got other things we need to do. Uh, we're done. So this past Tuesday, we were done. We were hungry. We were tired. We'd worked on some windows. We worked on some other things. And I know I was thinking I didn't eat breakfast, and I don't know what I'm going to have for lunch, and I was just wanting something to eat. And then George, one of our elders, George was out there working. My man showed up as the real hero, okay? He showed up with this box. And in this box was all kinds of, now if you don't know George's wife, Kathleen, she is an amazing baker. And she thrives at Christmas. And so in this box was all kinds of goodies she had made. There were cookies with like jam inside and these other cookies like dipped in chocolate, had some kind of a cream inside. There was a cake with chocolate on it. There was all kinds of stuff in there. It was just yummy goodness. And me who was hungry and was ready to go get something but hadn't made any lunch plans, I saw that. And George brought joy into my life. I immediately was like, thank you. And so we're like gorging on this food. Uh, now, here's a couple things I want to note about this. George did not make the treats. George just brought the treats. And he made a difference. Now, that could actually be our whole lesson this morning, but there was actually a shortfall. There was a shortfall to this box of snacks. I'm going to show you what it is right now. Do you follow? We ate all the snacks. And there were no more snacks after we ate all the snacks. And all the joy that we had in this temporary goodness is gone. A lot of things in our life are like this. They come into our life, they bring us happiness for a short period of time, but they're temporary. Some people would say that's the difference between happiness and joy. 
that happiness is circumstantial. I can be happy as long as things are good for me. Joy can happen regardless of my circumstances. Many of us carry the joy, around of God, the joy of God around with us like that. We're willing to be happy at certain times. We're willing to sing his praises as long as things are going good. But as soon as we don't understand something or as soon as something seems to be going south, I mean, on the, on the, on the easy end, we might just kind of dabble and turn away from our faith or just kind of be, uh, you know, uh, apathetic. But on the deep end, we might even run, turn away from our faith and turn our back on God and be angry at God. Because things aren't what we want them to be. I think if we're honest, first of all, if you experience this, when life isn't good, you struggle in your faith, uh, I want you to know something. That's a good sign that you're a human, okay? Because that's very common. Don't get beat up about it. It just happens, right? Sometimes we struggle in our faith. But the other thing is also true, at least that, I, that I've understood, is that I think that when we're in those moments, it's, it helps us realize that it's maybe not God's presence that we're after at all. All we want really is an easy life. That's what we want. We don't want God's presence. We want an easy life. But the truth is God offers us something better than an easy life. He offers us hope even when life isn't perfect. It's a hope that just keeps on giving and giving and giving and it doesn't run out like a box of Christmas snacks because the presence of God is eternal and it can bring us peace even when life gets hard and that's where the joy of God comes from. Being in his presence, knowing his goodness, knowing his character, and doing our best to live it out in our lives. And so, if the joy of God isn't a box of Christmas treats, what is it? Um, I heard a story this week that actually hit the nail on the head for me, and I want to share it with you. It's just kind of an analogy. Uh, I want to use these candles up here to tell the story. Um, every four years, the whole world celebrates an athletic uh, pursuit called the Olympics, right? Somewhere in Greece, there's a flame burning, theoretically. I guess it's burning right now, okay? It's always burning. And there's a really cool tradition that goes years back. Athletes will come to Greece, they'll light a torch at the main source of light, and then they will carry the torch all over the world until they get to the host location. But a really cool thing happens when, when this exchange takes place because I don't know if you saw what just happened there, but I want to explain it again. One athlete will be running with the torch over his head. I've got a candle they didn't let me have an Olympic torch. But I got a candle, and they're running along, and the, candle, the, the, the torch is burning just fine, and the other athlete's ahead of them. And so they'll hold out their torch, and the first athlete will hold his torch, and they'll reach out, and they will light the new torch. But don't miss this. The original torch doesn't go out. As long as there's fuel in this torch, it will continue to burn. And it started a new fire. Fire has a rare and very cool property. You can share it without losing it. It only grows when you share it. Other people can have what you have, and you can still keep it. It's not like a box of Christmas cookies where you get to the last piece of fudge and you're like, oh, shoot, we'll cut it in half, I'll cut, you can pick the big piece. And then we're done. And this is a picture of the joy of God. That once you understand it, and once you learn to kindle the flame in your heart, and once you learn to lean into his presence, and yes, life's going to be hard. Of course it is. Where have you been? God never once promises that life is going to be perfect and easy. But what he does promise is that he'll never leave us, he'll never forsake us, and he'll always give us hope. 
And once we learn to embrace that in our own lives, we can carry that into the lives of other people. You can bring the joy of God into other people's lives. And you don't lose it yourself. You multiply it across the world. In fact, that is how the church, the kingdom of God on earth, has thrived for thousands of years. One of the missions that we're supporting through this generosity uh, offering today is Pioneer Bible Translators. And I watched a video this past week on YouTube uh, five months ago. There was a tribe, I believe there was a tribe in Africa that got, for the first time ever, the Word of God in their native language. And I loved the scenes that it was. They had a parade that was just uh, singing. Everyone was dressed up in old traditional garb and they were dancing around. They were going crazy and they were interviewing the people and they were asking them like, what do you think about this Jesus guy? And they're like, he's incredible. We never knew God was love. Still to this day, there are people groups who are hearing about the love and the joy of God for the first time. And maybe that's you. Or maybe you're the one who just needs to have that flame rekindled. Or maybe your fuel's running low because you haven't been plugging into the source. Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. But unless you stay in the vine, you're going to wither. So we've got to continue to go to that source, but his flame continues. And I don't know what you believe about that. But what I believe is that God loved us so much that he came into the world as a human being. It's something called the incarnation. You know the word, incarnation? It means putting on flesh. This is God putting on flesh. John chapter 1 verse 14 through 15 says, The Word, this is talking about God, the Word became flesh and He made His dwelling among us. And so we have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. That is the scene that our kids were painting here with little baby Jesus in this crate. The incarnation, God among us, and like a torchbearer, he brought the light. Also in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 3, that through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness. But listen, the darkness has not overcome it. And when you get in your darkest moments, you've got to know the light is present the darkness cannot win over the light. It never has. It won't in your bedroom. It won't when you turn on your flashlight. And it definitely does it in the spiritual realm. Jesus is the light of the world. And the joy that Jesus brings transcends this life because Jesus gives us a fresh start. Check out what this whole metaphor about light means. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. For he has rescued us. Have you ever been rescued? You ever seen someone rescued? They're drowning in a pool. They're running out in front of a car. Something's cra- someone rescues them, snatches them out of danger. For he has rescued us from what? From the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness of sins, God's grace and purpose in his kingdom Listen to what we get to do in the kingdom of God. This is from 1 Peter 2, 9. It says, but you, you are a chosen people. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You're God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. You. You're a nation of people who are to declare that message If only you knew how excited we were when George pulled out this Christmas food. 
But what happens when you show up in someone's life who feels truly empty and you introduce them to a God who loves them? And you know how you do that? You don't need a PhD. You don't need even a master's degree or a bachelor's degree. You don't have to have graduated high school. All you need to know is what God has brought you through. And you can share that. This is how God has brought me out of darkness into light. It's exactly what we saw these kids play out today. Mr. David came and showed the first couple of girls who Jesus was, and then a year later, they went and showed somebody. It's the passing of the torch. It's the sharing of the light. You can bring the joy of God into someone else's life. We talk a, a lot about light this time of year. Uh, this week, my family drove all over Wilmington, and we, we looked at all the Christmas lights that you put on your houses, and it was fantastic. But the truth is, there's a lot of darkness in the world, isn't there? Pain and suffering, poverty, loneliness, addiction, uh, anger, hate. Like, think of all the things, senseless violence that just happens. This is dark stuff. And there are times throughout the year where we dress it up and we put makeup on it and we, we forget about it. We sweep it under the rug. And that's what Christmas is for a lot of us. Let's just, for, for just a day, can we just be happy? <laughs> and it's nice, right? It's nice. It's good. But the solution is real light. Not just seasonal light, not just makeup on a bad situation, but spiritual light. The message of Jesus is grace and love and forgiveness. And, and maybe you didn't bake the treats. It's not your message. You didn't come into the world to save the world. You're not the savior. Get over your Messiah complex. You can't fix it. But the one who did bake it said you can share it. And unlike this box... It never runs out. It continues to be full with what we need for us and what we need for others around us. And so I want to I listen to one of our favorite verses here at this church from the Bible. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 14 through 16. You, Venture Church, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden because it's up there. It's glowing. All the lights that people can see it from miles around. Neither do people put a lamp under a bowl. Why would you do that? Instead, you put it up on a stand so it can give light to everyone in the house. So in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Each week we have a challenge. The goal is to take something home and do it. Like actually do it. Here's the challenge. This week, share the joy of the Lord with someone every day. And that seems kind of like, oh, it's kind of lame. It's kind of simple. It's Christmas. That's easy. No, I want you to share the joy of the Lord because you're going to be sharing a lot of things this week. You're going to have a chance to share some presents, and that's great. But maybe before you do presents with your kids who probably don't need any of the things we bought them, take a second to maybe pray. Take a second to be thankful for something other than these presents. Take a second to read the, the birth story from the Bible. And in that moment, just remind us, this is the purpose of joy, not the presence that they're all going to be outdated in six months and we're going to need something different. But you're sharing joy in that moment, or maybe you're going to share something else. Maybe you're going to share some grumbling this week. I hope you get to go see your family. And there's going to be some grumbling, right? But how about in the mix of the grumbling? Stop it. How about you be the one who's like, you know what? Everybody else is talking smack and being a jerk right now, but I don't have to do that. In fact, what I could do is I could build someone up. I don't have to beat down somebody because of their career choices or the way they raise their kids or the way they spend their money. No, you know what I could do? I could be encouraging. 
I could be a happy person. I can bring the joy of God into their life. You see how that works? You know something else you might share? This is very common at Christmas. You might be sharing some grief. It's hard to celebrate sometimes when there's grief. Um, a lot of you know that my family's experienced some grief. We had a loved one pass away a couple of weeks ago. Very close. And it was, it's been hard. But you know what? In the midst of the grief, we can be reminded that Jesus is the Lord of all. And that even in our brokenness and even in our hurt and even in our pain, there's hope beyond this life and beyond today. That we can declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Share the joy of the Lord with someone every day this week because you can give it away and give it away and give it away and never run out. Merry Christmas. Can I pray with you guys?